Welcome to another episode of Life Sparring with an extra shadow boxing round. In the blue corner, a quantified self-nerd, but humor COVID vaccination is just another self-experiment. From Hong Kong, your host, Fabian Gruber. And in the red corner, nobody. Oh, wait, it's not. Is it a bird or a plane? Well, it's certainly not Superman. You'll have to listen to find out. This is Life Sparring Round 10. Let's go. Welcome to another shadow boxing round of the Life Sparring Podcast. If you're not listening for the first time, you know that shadow boxing rounds are episodes where I go solo. There's no interview guest, just me rambling and singing awful interpretations of songs about loneliness. Today, we have a shadow boxing round with a twist. While there's no interview today, there's at least a special guest appearance. So I spare you the thinking this time around. If my awful interpretation of some generally catchy tune was your main reason to listen to this podcast, I'm truly sorry. Next time. Maybe. You might wonder why there are two consecutive rounds of shadow boxing and not as usually an interview episode in between. Well, setting up interviews is not always that easy. Not only do I have to find an interesting guest who is willing to hop on the show with me, we also have to find a suitable time slot. And the past few weeks, especially the scheduling part, has proven very difficult. The good news, I have two super interesting shows scheduled for taping in June. Just be a bit patient, it will be worth it. Since Squadcast, the software I use to record the remote interviews, recently started to support video recordings, I invested in a better camera and consider experimenting with the video format. I haven't finally decided if I want to put some podcasts on YouTube or similar, but yeah, let's see about it. So what's on and popping these days? Well, first of all, my better half and me got our second shot of the BioNTech Pfizer Fosun Corminati COVID vaccination. I personally felt pretty relieved getting the second shot. A vaccination is not a perfect protection from a disease but it improves the odds of not getting infected or at least avoiding a severe infection significantly. Also, I'm pretty sick of the STEM pandemic. And if getting vaccinated is what I can contribute to help to get over with it, then that's what I do. Both of us, the wife and me, had moderate side effects after the second shot. And as the nerdy quantified self-geek that I am, I documented our experience with a lot of data from our Garmin devices and my Aura ring. I linked the full article in the show notes, but you can also find it simply by going to lifesparing.com slash blog. But as I'm already talking about it here, let's give you at least the basics of the article in audio form. And for this, let me introduce you to the wife, who usually contributes to the show in form of constructive or not so constructive criticism, but who joins me today on the mic. Hi, hi, everyone. Before we start, I want to complain. Yeah, I know. You like to do that. Yeah, I want to complain about the way you just introduced me. Did you just say, I'm as bad as a singing? No, I did not say that. And I would never say that you are as bad as my singing. All I said is that I normally sing songs about loneliness in this very show as a running gag. And if I'm not lonely in the show, then there's no point in singing. But before you complain even more, or before we start singing, let's talk about our COVID vaccinations and the side effects. We got our vaccinations at Thursday night. 
when did you start feeling the first side effects? Around Friday, I think, when I got up around six o'clock, I was feeling okay. And then I had my morning coffee, did some sports, some stretching. Then around eight o'clock, I was feeling a bit under the weather. How did you feel under the weather? Yeah, I, I was feeling like hot and cold. I even measured my temperature and had around like 36.8. And then after a while, I measured again. Then it was like 36.9. So slightly higher than usual, but not really feverish. Then around lunchtime, I went to the supermarket to buy some groceries. And I remember like the bags felt much heavier than usual. I just bought a few things and then felt as if I carry half of a cow home. What about you? Any side effects? Yeah, I mean, I had pretty much the same. So I got up in the morning. I felt pretty fine. I actually had a gym session scheduled during lunchtime, which yeah was not the smartest yeah, idea. Yeah, very stupid. I told you. Yeah, it was not the smartest idea. And I regretted it also like when I started doing the session because that's when I for the first time felt that I was not at my best. And from then on, it went downhill relatively quick. So, I mean, when I got up in the morning, my body battery was around 71, slightly higher resting heart rate, which is pretty normal because I also went running on Thursday and the day afterwards, normally I have this data. Then from the afternoon on after the gym, it really started to go downhill relatively quick. And Every few minutes, I lost a few points on my battery. And if I, when I left the office around 7 p.m., I yeah, was down to five, which is just the minimum that the body battery shows. Yeah, and I was basically crawling home. But I remember you even managed to bake a cheesecake, right? Yeah, 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 I, I, I did. Yeah, but I, I had to really pay attention to the recipe. Yeah, my, my brain was not really functioning like already on the bus ride home, I was trying to remember the NATO alphabet and I just couldn't get past A for Alpha. I, I know it's B for Bravo, C for Charlie, but somehow B for Boy and C for Cat was stuck in my head. And, and don't ask me why I thought about this thing. Yeah, <laughs> Is that your normal routine, how you check your brain functionality, right? Like just doing a NATO spelling B? Well, kind of. I think only like Friday night, I suddenly remember it correctly again. Yeah, yeah. I remember we slept super early on Friday and I had a pretty bad night. I mean, I, I basically had uh, what you had over the day with this feeling like either waking up completely drenched in sweat or chilled and cold. And I think I woke up five, six times over the night. And yeah, in the morning, my aura showed body temperature for the night that was 1.7 degrees Celsius above my normal range. And my heart rate variability was just 37 milliseconds, which is extremely low. It's like, I think normally I have values in the 70s. And my resting heart rate was around 15 beats above my normal average. And yeah, Garmin showed a flat body battery at five. So basically no recovery at all overnight. And Yours was similar, right? I think you also had no bad body battery on Saturday morning. Yeah, on, on Saturday morning, yeah. I think like the whole day was flat, only five. But but I managed to slip through like Friday night, didn't even wake up. But yeah. 
And I think we were kind of fine on Saturday. We didn't have any bad headaches or something or no fever anymore, but yeah, just very low energy levels. We didn't do too much. I think you did a little bit of housework. And yeah, I remember that I worked on the website and added uh, a new section to live sparring. And then we went for a walk. And I think that's, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I think Only after that, we were pretty much fine. Yeah. Now, speaking more in general, you were always quite skeptical about wearing a health variable, right? I mean, I wanted to buy you a garment for quite a long time. And I remember it took forever until I finally convinced you. Why did you at the end let me buy you a garment? We will move. No, I always didn't like the idea of wearing any electronic gadget through the night. Yeah, you always say I'm from the 80s. And oh, you are? Yeah, yeah, yeah but... But then like when we were starting to do step challenges and, and my phone basically captured only half of my activity and at the same time you were constantly dragging me to shops, looking at activity trackers. So I finally gave in. Yeah, and we got a good discount from our insurance too. Yeah. And is there anything interesting that you learned since wearing the watch? Is there anything like you didn't know about yourself previously? Yeah, yeah. I, I was very surprised that alcohol consumption affects me, even if I don't feel anything. But not that I drink a lot, yeah. Just like just after drinking one or two glasses of wine, my body battery usually doesn't recover well. I also think the stress measurements are quite often on point. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they are. I think the stress measurement is pretty cool. I remember, like, I think my favorite example that I posted on Instagram, like, a long time ago was when I was sitting at my desk and working on a budget for my company. And suddenly you came very excited and asked me to chase after a gecko <laughs> that invaded our house. <laughs> and I could really see it later on my stress graph. So the gecko hunt was definitely more exciting than the budget. Yeah, maybe you can catch one later tonight yeah i might have to is there anything that you would wish your watch would be able to measure something that is currently not measuring well i i think accurate female cycle tracking would be really cool gamma right now just has the option to manually lock symptoms i i think it should be possible to track this based on heart rate and temperature and i'm quite sure like and my heart rate drops on the first days of my period well, maybe it's just a coincidence. Mm. What do you think? No, it might be. I mean, I, I know that there are some female fertility-focused trackers out there that you can buy for quite expensive. And I recently saw a study where Aura participated in some fertility research, and they actually were quite successful in predicting LH surges through HIV and body temperature. And I think the body temperature is a very important key here. And I think the Garmin, um, I'm not sure if your watch actually measures some temperature, but I think Garmin in general, because they're on the wrist, they just have problems to measure the temperature accurate enough. And I think the ring maybe is um, a bit better there, but I'm pretty sure that we will see this as a feature rolled out pretty soon, I think over the next one or two years. Well, I think that's basically what I wanted to cover with you today. Do you have anything to add? Anything that we missed out or... Should we call it a day? I, I think it's good. My body battery is already at five. So this was the premiere appearance of the wife on this very show. I'm pretty sure this will not remain the only one. What else was on and popping for the past few weeks? Not too much. With the side effects of the vaccination costing me one weekend worth of running, 
and the temperature outside reaching the boiling point, meeting my goal of 100 kilometers of running in May became quite an uphill battle. I still managed the 100 in the end, but it took a serious effort. The good thing is that running in this heat contributes to weight loss in multiple ways. Not just do I burn more calories, needing longer for the same distance while running at a higher heart rate. I also need extremely long to cool down after a run, which significantly lowers my appetite. At the moment, I'm very happy with some yogurt and fruits for dinner. Even without following any diet plan, my body weight is slowly trending downwards. And this in turn keeps me motivated to keep up the mileage. As I'm running that much, I rewarded myself with some new running gear. I ordered two ultralight T8 Commando running underwear pieces and the T8 Sherpa shorts. A running shorts with inbuilt nets to store phone keys and other essentials. T8 is a Hong Kong-based brand named after the typhoon signal that everyone in Hong Kong loves as you don't have to go to work when signal T8 is hoisted. T8 was started by some of Hong Kong's best-known trail runners. I bought a pair of their version 1 commandos two years ago and they have replaced compression-type running underwear and became my go-to choice for all kinds of runs. T8's products are super light and chaff-free, which is for me a major selling point as I'm prone to chaff uh, or run a wolf, as we like to say in German. So I decided to add some more T8s to the rotation. And um, I must say version 2 is even better than version 1. It is looking a bit less Kickstarter-ish, um, sporting a nice mind-over-mountain mantra on the hem. And a few more of the trims are sued in reverse, so they're even more smooth to wear. The commandos are made from ultralight mesh, so the closest you can get to actually running commandos is wearing T8 commandos. Since I believed in the brand, I also ordered a pair of Sherpa shorts and must say, the little inbuilt cargo nets work better than expected. I usually run with my iPhone in the back pocket, close to my tailbone and my keys in the front, and both stay very stable during my runs, much more so than with the different cargo belts, carrying belts that I was previously using. In the current temperatures and with my insane sweat rate, both Commandos and the Sherpas have another huge advantage. Due to their ultra-light construction, they carry much less water weight than traditional running pants. So sadly, there's no affiliate partnership or any discount code that I can send you away, but I link the T8 Run um, website uh, in the show notes anyway. I like the brand and what it stands for, and I just speak here as a satisfied customer. I guess that rounds up what's on and poppin' and we get to our beloved segment, Food for Thought, where I talk about books that I just finished reading. And just as you thought we are done with COVID, we are right back on the topic. As the book I want to talk about uh, today is Michael Lewis' brand new book, The Premonition, A Pandemic Story. I'm sure there will be a lot of books written on the COVID pandemic. Michael Lewis, in a typical fashion, provides a very early entry to this genre just like he did with The Big Short on the financial crisis. After all, Lewis is a book-writing journalist, and his books usually follow the pattern of a good magazine article. They look at an episode in contemporary history through the eyes of different protagonists. Lewis always explains history by telling the stories of individuals, close to the epicenter, turning an abstract event into something much more approachable. The signature style of non-fiction storytelling is extremely effective and has made Michael Lewis one of my all-time favorite authors. I pre-order every of his book releases and rarely manage to turn them down, binge-reading any of his books within a few days. 
The Premonition is another Michael Lewis masterpiece, essentially telling the story of how, through the work of amateurs and health experts, the US developed the first major plan to deal with the pandemic, introducing new measures like social distancing and mandatory school closures, and with this became the country best prepared for a pandemic caused by a communicable disease. It is also the story of how the very same country fumbled the reaction to the actual outbreak of COVID-19 and failed to activate any of the predetermined measures in time to effectively protect its populace from the pandemic. Michael Lewis is a storyteller, so don't expect him to provide you with the definitive answers to your questions. But premonition truly provides food for thought. Yes, surely Donald Trump's narcissistic leadership played a major role in the US COVID failures, but it's likely that a different administration would have felt quite similar. COVID showed clearly that humans, even 756 years after the wheat and chessboard problem has been the first time mentioned by Ibn Kalikan, have still a massive problems to wrap their mind around problems of exponential growth. With just two or three deaths and a few dozen cases on record, pulling the trigger on measures that severely affect the lives of the vast majority of the population, such as social distancing measures and school closures, seem to be out of proportion and almost outrageous. At the same time, these outrageous measures are exactly what the correct reaction to a pandemic would be. At the end, a pandemic threat requires a swift, bold reaction by a central authority. And that's probably the reason why China eventually was able to contain the pandemic, while countries with decentralized medical systems and decision-making processes failed. Read the book, draw your own conclusions. I enjoyed a piece of vintage Michael Lewis storytelling, and I practically visualized the movie Adaption while I was reading. So this concludes the Food for Thought segment and also what became somewhat of a COVID special of the Lifespring podcast. As I said previously, I'm vaccinated and looking ahead. I hope we slowly edge towards more normality and the Lifespring podcast will definitely cover a few other topics over the next few weeks. I don't want to tease too much, but let's say we are aiming at covering a few existential topics And I'm looking to a few very promising interviews far outside of my own comfort zone. I hope you do too. And that you will listen again when we have the next round of Lifesparing Online. This was Lifesparing Round 10 Shadowboxing May 2021. With me, your host Fabian Gruber and a very special appearance of the wife herself. Lifesparing is produced by Thomas Latter. Intro and outro beat are by Marquesi Producer. More info about Life Sparring and this episode, including all links, gadgets, resources mentioned in the show, you can find at lifesparring.com slash podcast. Life Sparring with a hyphen. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a like wherever you are getting your podcast from. I hope you join us again for the next round of Life Sparring. Until then, stay healthy, keep your hands up and protect yourself at all times.